Thanks for joining us for the weekend edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Each Friday and Saturday here on In Spirit and Truth, Pastor J.D. gives a Mideast prophecy update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. The nuclear scare in Hawaii has taken center stage in the media. Friends, the nuclear threat from countries like North Korea and Iran are very real. We need to get our heads out of the sand and begin seeing the world as it really is, on the precipice of change. The wonderful hope that we have, however, is that Jesus will be returning for us, His bride. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on January 14th, 2018. My wife uh, told me after we uh, learned that it was a false alarm, she said, you know, when the rapture happens, there's not going to be any such thing as an alarm. There's false alarm, schmaltz alarm. (laughs) There's not going to be any alarm. It's just going to happen, and it's going to happen suddenly and instantly. Here's the thing. We're witnessing Bible prophecy beginning to come to pass right before our very eyes in real time and at breakneck speed, just as we were told. In John's Gospel, chapter 13, Jesus said, This is a paraphrase. I'm going to tell you what's going to happen before it happens. So when it happens, you will believe. In Luke's Gospel 21, verse 28, Jesus says this. When you see these things, keyword, beginning to come to pass, look up and lift up your heads, for your redemption draws nigh. Did you know that It's believed that well nigh one-third of the Bible is prophecy. Did you know that? Replete throughout Scripture, we are told exactly with great detail about what's going to happen. Even so detailed that we're told that there will be nuclear strikes. In other words, there's going to be nuclear weapons. And when you take everything that is happening in the world today and you look at it through the lens of Scripture prophetically, the conclusion has to be that we are living in the last moments of world history as we know it. But here's the problem. Nobody really seems to be paying any attention. Why? Because people are asleep spiritually. You know, when you're sleeping, you're unaware of what's going on around you. Even as a light sleeper, 
You're, you're not aware when you're sleeping what's happening. And that's certainly an apt description, metaphorically, of what happens when we're sleeping spiritually. We're unaware of what's going on around us. Conversely, when we're awake, we're very aware of everything that's happening because we see it as it's happening. But when you're sleeping, your eyes are closed and you're unaware. I happened upon a most interesting article that was published in the Jerusalem Post on Monday. In it, they quote Bill Koenig, who I had the privilege of meeting both he and his wife when I was in Oklahoma last October at the uh, Prophecy Conference. And um, he was on Jan Markell's Understanding the Times radio broadcast, who, by the way, I am so excited uh, to announce. I just confirmed this last week with Jan. Uh, I've invited her to come, uh, and she is going to be here, and she's going to speak on Thursday uh, night, March 1st, and then again on uh, Sunday morning, March 4th. You might want to uh, mark your calendars and make plans uh, to attend. I would really encourage you to listen to Jan's broadcast in its entirety. She has on last weekend's program Bill Koenig and uh, Lori Cardoza-Moore. Uh, the reason being is, and this is what the Jerusalem Post was uh, uh, talking about, is that uh, according to Koenig, the Bible is coming to life and no one is noticing. Koenig is quoted as saying, we are living in the most significant and important time in Bible prophecy history with the least amount of interest in the church. He says there are so many distractions today. People are being pulled in so many directions. There is an information overload. And it amazes me that there is so little interest. Here are some uh, quotes from this article in the Jerusalem Post. On Jan Markell's Understanding the Times radio show, Koenig told the founder of Olive Tree Ministries over the weekend that still only a small percentage of churchgoers understand the biblical significance behind the events that the Trump administration has ushered in, such as recognizing Jerusalem as the capital of Israel and possibly approaching the peace deal as described in Daniel chapter 9, verse 27. The article goes on to quote Jan Markell, who talked about how despite the claim that the evangelical churches have rid themselves of replacement theology, amillennialism, and preterism, and if those are unfamiliar uh, false doctrines, let me just say parenthetically that um, replacement theology is the uh, belief that the church replaces Israel as God's elect. Uh, that is a very dangerous uh, theology. And lest you think that the church has rid itself of this, think again. In fact, here on the islands, we have, we're riddled with uh, churches, well-known churches, that uh, subscribe to replacement theology. Amillennialism, 
Uh, millennialism is, well, I don't want to take the time to, and I could. A preterism is a, a really ugly one, and I, I use that word uh, deliberately. Preterism is the belief that all the prophecies in the Bible have already uh, taken place. We still get on our YouTube channel preterists that uh, will comment and say, you idiot, I'm the idiot, um, <laughs> you, you, you uh, idiot, uh, all of these prophecies uh, already happened uh, in the first century A.D. That's why I, I say preterism is, um, anyway, I digress. Jan says, these theories still make their ways between the pews and as a result, most people don't see the Bible coming to life. Lori Cordoza Moore, who represents the World Council of Independent Christian Churches at the UN and is president of the evangelical organization Proclaiming Justice to the Nations, also told Markel that this is because Christians, even pastors, don't always hear or pay attention to what the message about Israel and what their biblical responsibility is. Oh, by the way, let me also say that what we experienced yesterday in Hawaii happens every day in Israel. Think about that. Recently, Cardoza Moore spoke with a French paper about an interview with a pastor of a megachurch in Houston. I'll give you one guess who that is. The journalist said that the pastor condemned President Donald Trump's decision on Jerusalem. The pastor stated, quote, For Christians to take an ancient book and apply their own interpretation is a stretch. I said to the reporter, excuse me, sir, did that ancient book to which that pastor was referring happen to be the Bible? And the reporter laughed. I said, that pastor needs to get his Bible off the shelf, dust it off, and start reading from the beginning again. Might I add that every single one of us needs to be doing that. And I praise God and I thank God that you do that. That's why you're here. There's no other reason for you to be here if you think about it. This is the only place that I know of where you can come get two sermons for the price of one. <laughs> and on a communion Sunday, sit there for an hour and a half. In Jesus' name, you have treasures in heaven, I want you to know. More so than the online church. They can pause. You can't. <laughs> anyway. Here's where I'm going with this. If it takes a false alarm, like the one we had yesterday, to get people's attention, then so be it. So be it. The day is fast approaching when it's going to be too late. When it does happen, it will happen 
so fast, there won't be any time. I really believe that what happened yesterday was the grace and mercy of God. And not in the sense that it was a false alarm. More so because this may very well, and I want you to think about this as I say it, this may very well be a final warning of what's yet to come. Again, I'm not trying to be provocative or sensational. I'm just trying to speak the truth in love. I want to speak the truth because of love. And dare I say that there's such a thing as a good fear. If it's a fear of the Lord, it's good. And that's what Proverbs 9.10 says. It says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The beginning of wisdom. And knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. If fear has the effect of bringing someone to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, then that's a holy fear of the Holy One, Jesus the Christ. And that's a good thing. I think we saw yesterday, and we may never know this side of heaven, how many people got right with God in the moment that they had We will not know this side of heaven what God did yesterday here in Hawaii and hopefully all over the world. There's also one of my favorite examples of this in the book of Acts. It's in the 16th chapter. I want to read verses 25 through 31. It says, About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. We we talked about this uh, last week when we started in the book of Ephesians, because when Paul wrote Ephesians, uh, he was in a Roman prison when he wrote it. And here we get sort of a snapshot into the life of the Apostle Paul, who sits in prison, and he's praising God, singing hymns, while sitting in prison? Verse 26, and I want you to pay particular attention to the first word in verse 26. Suddenly. Suddenly. I like that word. You know I do. And I think you do too. It's the same word that we find throughout the pages of Holy Writ when it comes to Bible prophecy. That it's going to happen suddenly. Sudden destruction comes while they are saying peace and security as a woman travailing in labor, and they will not escape. 1 Thessalonians 5.3. So here's this word, verse 26. Suddenly there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaking. At once, that's a suddenly word, All the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains came loose. I love it when God does that. 
The jailer woke up. Oh! He woke up. And when he saw the prison doors open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself because he thought the prisoners had escaped. Do you know why? Because a a Roman jailer, if a prisoner escaped, you know what their punishment was, their penalty was? Oh, they're put to death. He figures, (laughs) they ran away. They got free. I'm a dead man. I might as well just end it right now. But Paul shouted, don't harm yourself. We're all here. I can just hear the Roman jailer. You are? <laughs> you sure? You promise? Yeah. We're, we're, we, didn't, we didn't. Don't. Don't take your life. So what's the jailer's response? I love this. The jailer, verse 29, called for lights, rushed in, and watch this, fell trembling in a holy fear before Paul and Silas. He then brought them out and asked, And I love this question, I love this question, I love this question. Would to God that we would be asked this question, and if and when we are, that we would give an answer. What's the question? Sirs, what must I do to be saved? Don't you wish it was that simple? (laughs) Your neighbor comes over. Hey, how's it? (laughs) What must I do to be saved? (laughs) <laughs> would we be ready? I wonder, let's, let's be real. Let's be honest. Would we be so taken back and so caught off guard that we'd be... Listen to the reply in verse 31. Here it is, okay? Wait for it. <laughs> What, what must you do to be saved? Oh, well, you have to enroll in a 12-week class at our church that we're offering on Wednesday nights. You have to be water baptized. We have to lay hands on you. You have to sign an agreement to become a member. Reminds me of a story. There's this woman, she's just dejected and rejected and just so upset And she's sitting there on this park bench and the Lord comes to her and says, Oh, my dear one, what's wrong? She said, Oh, Lord, I so wanted to become a member of this church. And I, I asked them, what do I need to do? And, and they said, well, you got to, you know, go through this course. And then I, I went through the course and then I said, well, can I be a member? And I said, no, you still need to do this. And then I, I did that. And then I said, can I be a member now? And they said, no, you still need to go through this. And so I went through that. And, and then I went to them and I said, can I be a member now? And they said, no, you still need to do this. And so I did that. And then I went to them and they said, you still need to do this. And I just, I can't, I don't know what to do to become a member of this church, to which the Lord responded, oh, sweetheart, don't worry. I couldn't become a member of that church either. (laughs) 
we laugh, but sadly, isn't that true? We make it so hard for people. Here's a guy who has been, you'll forgive me for referring to it this way, he has just had the H-E double toothpick scared out of him, literally. (laughs) And he's asking, what must I do to be saved? Listen to the answer. Believe. What? Yeah. Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will, will be saved. That's it? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. That's it. And not only you will be saved, but your household will be saved. All you have to do is believe in the Lord Jesus. Wow. That's the gospel. That's the childlike simplicity of the gospel of salvation in Jesus Christ. I know the way you're looking at me right now. I know what comes next. Good. I'm so glad. Because, see, now when your neighbor, and because I said that, that's what's going to happen. You know, I'm a prophet. I said last week that it could have been our last prophecy update. and almost was (laughs) for 38 minutes. So now what's going to happen is somebody, God's going to bring somebody into your path. And I pray that you're readied and steadied to be able to give to them that answer of the hope that lies within you. It's so simple. And wouldn't you agree with this, that right now, probably more than ever, at least now anyway, people are going to be more prone to ask? How about when you go back to work? tomorrow. See, I went back to work today, (laughs) so I'm telling you. But what about when you go back to work tomorrow? Hey, they know you're a Christian. And isn't it interesting, whenever adversity strikes, you're the one they go to? Oh, uh, prior, they're mocking you, ridiculing, making fun of you, joking about you. But boy, when something like this happens, who's the one they call. Who's the one they go to and ask for prayer? Many years ago on the mainland, when I worked at uh, Mercedes-Benz, there was this uh, guy, and um, he was kind of the the big guy and you know top guy. And and here I come in. I'm in my twenties. He's in his sixties. He's looking at me like. <laughs> You little whippersnapper. You know, boy, I'm going to teach you a thing or two. And so we never really, well, let's just say we just didn't really have a very good friendship and relationship as, you know, uh, co-workers and associates. But then uh, when the doctor gave him that diagnosis, whose office does he go into and ask for prayer? Mine. Thanks for joining us for this special edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Now, it's so important that you hear the purpose behind these prophecy updates that Pastor J.D. shares. The purpose is to see people just like you come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. 
When you're right with the Lord, you'll be ready for the Lord and His soon return. You can do this by first admitting you're a sinner, that you've broken God's perfect law. Second, you need to confess that there's nothing you can do to fix this. You can't attend church enough, you can't pray enough or give enough money. There's nothing you can do to atone for your sins. Third, you must realize that there is someone who can. His name is Jesus Christ, and He is the Savior of the world. He gave His own life so that you wouldn't have to experience the penalty for your sins, which is death. Please, if you're listening today, receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior and escape the realities of the prophecies that are being fulfilled all around you. For more information about what it means to be born again into the kingdom of God, Log on to InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com and select the New Believers option. Again, that web address is InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. Now, in the next edition of In Spirit and Truth, Pastor J.D. will be teaching through God's Word just like he does Monday through Thursday. And then don't forget to join us next Friday and Saturday for another timely prophecy update. Until then, may God bless you and keep you in His love.